we talking shit, baby. Every episode, I promise you it's lit, baby. Every week, get some shit you can't miss, baby. Dylan Bob, still a vibe. Podcast game solidified, no cap. All fact like a snapper. Stream us on that Spotify or Apple, tap in. Roller coaster ride, strap in. We gon' take you for a ride, just take this shit and stride. All topics, sport the current event. Tell me who more current than this. Good luck with the mother shows. This the best one. Your sister and your brother knows. We talking shot, we talking shot, we talking shit, baby. We talking shot, we talking shot, we talking shit, baby. We talking shot, we talking shit, we talking shit, baby. We talking shot, we talking shot, we talking shit, baby. Yes, sir. Talking shop, episode seventy. I'm your host Bobby Hall, and with me, as always, my co-host Dylan. Dylan, what up? What's going on, Bobby? Another beautiful Wednesday for TSP three. Let's get it. Yes, sir. Very excited to be back recording on a Wednesday. Um, getting it done. We have another phenomenal guest with us today. Um, this is somebody I've known probably. Close to two decades, uh, we went through um, school together, basically from almost, I think, junior high through high school, maybe even a couple of years before that. But um, it's been quite a long time since we've got to uh, talk off of like socials and, and stuff, since she's down in Columbus doing her thing. But we have today my friend Chelsea Miller with us today. Chelsea, welcome to Talk Shop. Thank you for some of your time. Yeah, guys, really excited. Thank you for having me. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, I've been looking forward to to having you on. You're actually somebody I, I jotted down on our season three um, hopeful guest list. And uh, I was really stoked when uh, as soon as I messaged you on, on IG about coming on, uh, you were ready to do it. So um, very excited. And it's, and it's do- going to be dope to catch up because, like I said in the intro, um, it's probably been at least five, four, maybe four or five years since I've probably seen you let alone like talk to you outside of uh, like socials and stuff. So um, it's going to be pretty dope to, uh, like I said, catch up and uh, see what you've been up to. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you said it, I think, like, well over two decades, which sounds uh, making us sound a little bit old, but, <laughs> you know, uh, things age well, I think. So, yeah, lots to catch up on. We've both been very busy uh, and excited to learn a little bit more about Dylan as well. Big time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, for starters, 2020 has been a year that we'll never forget. Um, a one for the books for sure. Um, how have you been holding up, uh, Chelsea, uh, with the pandemic going on and just all the craziness that's surrounding us? Yeah, uh, holding up pretty well. I think uh, somebody asked me pretty early on when this started in the beginning of the year if I was surviving or thriving, and uh, definitely thriving. I became a, a homebody at one point uh, in my life, uh, probably uh, not too long ago. So I uh, didn't mind and haven't minded being at home, kept myself very busy, uh, dabbled in quite a few hobbies, uh, wood burning, drawing, uh, some painting. Gosh, uh, then we, we got into the pantry, which I know that we'll dig into uh, here in a little bit. But yeah. I've been I've been enjoying it. I am working from home. Very fortunate to uh, have been able to continue working and haven't been really impacted much and just just continuing to crank it out at home. So it's been really good. How about you guys? 
Uh, we've been doing great. Um, I can't really speak for Bobby. I'll let him speak um, for his own situations. But I mean, I would say we've been thriving as as a podcast in general. Um, season three has been probably one of our best kickstarts to a season since we've been uh, doing the podcast. Uh, a lot of good support um, and everything around that with uh, getting other people on to help support them. And there's a lot of things going on in 2020. Um, and the big news with me moving back to Ohio for even more support there as far as family speaking, help raising uh, my two beautiful daughters. And uh, it's been it's been a great blessing uh, as far as like what the media is not showing, but my personal life. Um, now, as far as what the media is showing, it's just been absolutely chaotic and chaos and just election year on top of all that to cap it all off. That'd be the icing on the cake really for this year. We'll see how that turns out. Um, but Bobby, I mean, how about yourself and your personal life? Yeah, I mean, you guys have heard about it um, over the past few months. Just, I, I've been somebody that um, kind of never stopped working through this whole thing. And um, I was appreciative of that because I know there's a lot of people that were kind of hurting there for a while until they could figure out this whole unemployment deal. But um, yeah, it's been a pretty wild year. Um, definitely unforgettable for all the wrong reasons. And uh, it's been very much a, a roller coaster, uh, maybe a few more downs and ups, but just um i'm healthy family's healthy you know i i've got uh, a wonderful girlfriend um two-year-old boy that uh you know has been uh, a great blessing and then we also she has a, a six-year-old daughter so um, everyone's doing good just growing um being pains in the ass and um just also um just enjoying as much of summer as you can you know it's kind of limited i'm not one of these people that uh kind of jumped out outside as soon as they started opening you know things back up um but um yeah most importantly um i'm here i'm breathing i'm alive and that uh that's the most important part so yeah um i'm just i'm ready to uh hopefully move past this doesn't look like it's going to be happening anytime soon but um you though chelsea i know that uh you are going to you are engaged and i don't know were you Guys, planning on doing the uh, the wedding this year, or was that always pushed, uh, you know, beyond this year? Yeah, so uh, newly engaged and definitely gonna wait it out, and actually wait it out well into twenty twenty two. You know, it's the with COVID. Uh, it looks like there's a light at the end of the tunnel, maybe early next year, optimistically. Uh, but that I, I'm quite a planner. I do like to do some spur of the moment things, but an event like this, uh, to be honest with you, I never expected to like get married. I thought it would be a very simple, let's just run down to the courthouse thing. But Ian, my uh, fiance went uh, pretty traditional, uh, but kept it to my style proposing while we were on kayaks. Uh, so with him going the traditional route, you know, and this year being the kind of year that it's been, I wanted to plan it out far enough that I felt confident that we could have, you know, a time of togetherness, uh, you know, and reflect on what, how crazy it's been and just enjoy being able to be close. So that being said, I think shooting far out to 2022 is our best plan. And at least right now I'm, I'm kind of trying to craft uh, a weekend of togetherness in Northern Michigan. So, um, you know, going to kind of spare all of the bells and whistles uh, in some areas. And I'm trying to uh, 
basically collect all of the dishware uh, through thrifting and estate sales and things that I like and uh, hoping that people uh, can take those things if they see a cup that they like or a plate that they like. A centerpiece uh, really represents um, kind of my my thrift store style uh, in the wedding. So, and I think having you know well over two years to dream it up uh, is quite fun. So yeah, that's the plan. But I definitely feel for all the people that were planning this year, either bumping to next year or com- completely just did a 180 with their plans and dialed it back and just got married. I think there's beauty in that simplicity too. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, I think, uh, you know, whenever we, uh, I guess it's really on me, whenever I decided to to pull the trigger, um, I wouldn't really want anything, you know, super extravagant. I'd kind of want to do something along the lines of what you, you've got planned out. Just have, you know, the closest friends and family and uh, kind of just enjoy, enjoy the day and uh, the company of, of your loved ones. And while you uh, go down this new path, but I'm, I'm you know, I'm super stoked for you, super happy. Um, I've, uh, I've never met this guy, but he seems like a pretty cool dude, especially, um, you know, if he's doing stuff like, uh, what you guys were doing earlier today. Um, I can't remember what those things are called. Those little flying toy things. Uh, what were those called? Dude, I have no idea. My mom, uh, I used to play them too. Yeah. We just got, there's, I have no idea. Um, but we, we had gotten into town and my mom's like, I got this big box of toys, you know, stuff from your childhood. And I was digging through there. And I just, you know, kind of found the four parts and I was like, yeah, let's go try these. But yeah, he's a good sport. He, he, he plays along really well, uh, you know, and supports uh, the outgoing things like that and totally weird stuff that um, I prefer to do. No doubt. Um, to backtrack a little bit earlier, you said one of your new hobbies was was wood burning. Is that just basically you guys are just having fires or there's just some kind of like style that I'm not um, yeah. known of? Yeah, I think it's like, um, I'm going to say it wrong, pyrography, pyrography. It's it's a wood-burning gun, so it's just like this little um, uh, tool you plug in, and you kind of hold it. It's like a giant oversized pen. It gets really hot, and I ordered a bunch of these little slats of wood, and actually that was probably my first quarantine art form. Uh, and then I just really expanded from there. So yeah, you just, you can like burn, it burns on kind of like a pen. So you can do kind of just smaller pieces of art, but yeah, I was just burning, uh, random objects. That's where, if you look at my uh, Instagram, all of the butts and body parts and things, a lot of those were, uh, from wood burning. Okay. I can do that. That actually, <laughs> yeah. I I wasn't sure. I'm like, okay, they're they're having bonfire. That's cool. That's that's a summer <laughs> activity. But I wasn't sure at the same time if there was some some mom um, yeah, styling. Yeah, no, it was a couch activity. A lot of the a lot of the stuff I dabbled in uh, through the last gosh, like what six months now, uh, are it's able to be done sitting on the couch. Hey, I mean, you're you're not alone there. That's no. that's kind of uh, at least for me. I think Dylan's in the same boat too. Um. What I was doing off the couch probably wasn't as, as cool as what you were doing. I was doing a lot of Xbox and video games, but um, yeah. That, and I was talking to some friends the other day, like April and March. Feel like uh, that shit was like ten months ago, which is nuts. This year just seems like it's never going to end. Yeah, it's uh, it seems like the 
longest, fastest year because it was, it seemed like it was taking a while, but then when we started approaching this big um, kind of mile marker, like back to school, it seemed in nothing had really changed, nothing had improved. And so, you know, now you have the school scramble that's happening. Uh, That like made me feel like it had, this year is going fast, but in, in, to your point, not to backtrack, but I think it's important to say, as we talk about 2020 and kind of just (laughs) trudge through it, it's going to be really, really interesting um, over the next few years, um, and then far beyond that, how we look back on this year. It's going to be pretty incredible. Um, fall's a big, a big time. I, I promised myself I'd stay away from politics on here, but I think, you know, uh, depending on how that goes, I think it's going to be, um, you know, uh, we've had a hard look at ourselves this year, COVID aside. Sure. And yeah, I mean, Typically, we 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 avoid um, politics talk, but it's kind of hard to avoid, especially this year. And uh, for uh, for us to have a global pandemic um, on election year, election year, you can kind of see uh, what the result of that is. Everyone uh, just arguing back and forth on a little thing such as like a, a mask, but that's a whole other thing um, that we don't have to get into. I think everyone's heard that story a million times by now, but um. What I do want to get into are some of the uh, bright spots of 2020, and it's something that uh, you started not too long ago that I'm very interested in getting the, the full story on, and uh, that's Pearl's Pantry. So um, for the people that uh, may not know about it, go ahead and then and, and kind of give us the, the, the rundown on that. Yeah, happy to. Uh, so definitely a backstory there, but I'll kind of give you the the overview of uh, what Pearl's Pantry is. And simply, it's a community pantry. Uh, they're pretty common uh, around cities um, and smaller communities. They uh, are similar to people have seen kind of the free library, but it's, um, you know, a, a cabinet or a pantry that holds food and hygiene items. Uh, that's accessible 24-7. So it runs on, you know, the take what you need, leave what you can philosophy. And uh, yeah, we started that a couple months ago. It's something that I've wanted to do for quite some time because like most places, there's a need where where we live. And um, as you know, Bobby and Dylan, you might not know, but uh, my best friend, who was a dog, uh, Pearl, uh, she passed away uh, in early May, and uh, we were lucky enough to have her for 10 years. And to be honest with you, that left like a, a really huge gap, and it still hurts pretty much the same every day. I was just telling Ian that, you know, I was hoping that it would feel better by now a little bit, <laughs> at least a noticeable inch, uh, and, and it hasn't. So I know time will, will help with that. But one thing uh, that, you know, I, I really I needed something uh, to turn kind of that pain uh, into doing something good. And uh, so that's where kind of the two uh, loves for trying to reach out and help the community uh, and uh, really represent uh, the care that uh, I thought Pearl, you know, gave to me and represented in my life. So really just merged those two and you, you have Pearl's Pantry. 
So Pearl's Pantry is registered uh, to the littlepantry.org. That is really kind of the most reputable um, nationally known organization for community pantries. They have a map of the pantries all over the United States. It's really wonderful. So I'm still getting pretty um, uh, familiar with that organization. But yeah, we're, we're trying to set up our second one. I've got a few people interested in um, putting a pantry up at their home because, you know, it is a commitment. It takes some care. It takes kind of rallying the community to, to get motivated to, to leave items. And then, you know, I, I got to say the amount of items that move in and out of the pantry every single day is phenomenal. Uh, some days there's definitely a lot more need, a lot more people taking what they need than giving, but you know, other days I'll come out there and it'll just be jam packed. I actually had to put a donation station bucket out there as well to help with some overflow. So it's really, really uh, been something that uh, has uh, actually brought a light, I think, to not only myself, but the community. Uh, We, uh, we can see the pantry right from our front window and my favorite thing is just seeing people walk by, especially those that haven't seen it before. We uh, tend to get a lot of visitors and uh, travelers through the area, and they'll just stop and look at it and say, wow, that's that's so nice. And I think it just renews people's faith and humanity a little bit. And so if not for you know the items that are in there, just the idea and the philosophy of what it is uh, is important to me. It's really awesome, Chelsea. And it's really nice that you see like the community also coming together and shining a light, like you said, um, and like everyone kind of contributing uh, to the people who need it most. And uh, I was kind of going through Instagram and and, uh, you can follow Pearl's Pantry on Instagram at Pearl's Pantry. Um, And it's a community pantry, like you said, that's located at the corner of Beach and Beck Street in Columbus, Ohio. And it's open 24 seven. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. 24 seven. Um, yeah, 365. It's, it's there awesome. uh, for anybody Yeah, that needs it. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then as I was going through it, kind of looking at the pictures and stuff, it like, it really just replicates to me, uh, first time looking at it is like almost like a, a gigantic bird feeder, but for humans and not birds. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, uh, had my way with the, the art on the pantry. Uh, that was uh, a a fun time for me. I think I stood out there for uh, three days and put, you know, work into the art that's on there. So yeah, I think that draws people in as well, but yeah, it's pretty fancy. Yeah. I like the look and it's just overall, it's a super cool thing that you're doing and uh, really awesome, especially right now where, you know, there's, probably a lot more people in need than um you know we would know so uh kudos to you guys for doing that um i did want to know you know your future plans for it um you know obviously are you gonna guys do more than one of these around around the neighborhood or or what are you guys planning on yeah definitely uh so essentially what i'm trying to do is any monetary donations because we've gotten a few i'm just keeping them in a jar real real old school style uh, <clears throat> until we are able to find, you know, someone willing to adopt another pantry. Uh, I've put, you know, messages out to nearby neighborhoods. I did have good responses, but in the way that there are some pantries um, near some of the spots that I was looking at to put up another one, 
but I would definitely make a shout out to anybody, um, you know, essentially in Ohio, because I can, we can make it work uh, to, to get a pantry to you. And when somebody is willing to adopt a pantry, they can call it whatever pantry they want. It'll just be a part of Pearl's pantry community. Because, you know, I do envision a day where we have a handful or gosh, more pantries than we're able to, um, you know, do events to fund all the pantries and keep them stocked. And then, you know, just share and collaborate amongst the pantries. Um, yeah, so that's really the, the overarching goal, but one pantry at a time. And I'm trying to you know, find someone um, that's willing to, to adopt that second one. So we'll see. But if you're interested, give me a shout. There it is. Hit it up. And we're going to we're gonna have links to all that stuff um, in the episode description. So all the people that listen, make sure you uh, peep that, click there, um, and, and uh, you know, send some donations and, and, and help out the lovely people down in Columbus. Um, the other venture we wanted to get into, which um, – I uh, recently found out you started. I, I don't know how I, I didn't know that, but uh, the Little City Company, which is uh, a really cool uh, little business that you started up. I was messing around on the uh, website, uh, I think yesterday, and um, it's really user friendly and um, it's got a lot of really cool stuff on there. I think it was, uh, I don't remember what company, but there's some some pizza magnets on there that kind of caught my eye that I'm interested in. But um, I definitely want to get. Uh, the story on what made you want to start this and, um, you know, we're going to go with that as well. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I would say little city company is, uh, probably been something that I've dreamed of for a long time. I've always been into thrifting and estate selling and, uh, really just find beauty in the things that have history, picking something up that you find in someone's home. Uh, probably has a story to it rather than finding something that's manufactured at Target. Don't get me wrong. I spend a lot of money at Target as well. But there, there's just uh, this, this whole other side to an item having history and something that has been loved by someone else before. And for that reason, you know, I, I seem to have accumulated quite a unique collection of things. And um, to be honest with you, my grandmother passed away uh, at the beginning of the year. God rest in peace, Charlotte. Uh, and she was a cool cat. She was a cool lady. She also kept everything. Uh, so, you know, my family and I, um, we preserved a lot of her stuff. Uh, and I would say the interior of most of our homes have changed quite a bit. A lot of the knickknacks on the shelves are things from her home. Um, but there was still, even after that, a ton left over. So things were donated. Um, but I also had, um, a small collection of things that I, I wanted to share with the world and find the right owner for. And so in combination of some of her things and then the boxes and collection of things that I've been moving from place to place as I popped around Columbus. Um, you know, really put me in a place uh, to to say, you know, we got to, we should do something here. And my brother actually mentioned the idea of getting a booth at an antique mall. So we looked into that and I actually was able to find a place in Columbus and set up shop there and started doing pretty well. So quickly realized that 
this hobby could turn into something, definitely a side hustle because I'm pretty dedicated to my professional career on the other side. But yeah, it's become a pretty beautiful thing and it's fun. It's it's hard work. I would say I'm not as tech savvy and well-versed with the website. Uh, so COVID, you know, I really, I expanded to a studio actually because where we live, there's not a ton of storage. Uh, so I expanded to a studio um, in a collaborative arts building in Columbus in May. And unfortunately, though, due to COVID, they're not able to have any events. And that was really the draw for me to go there was because we were supposed to have monthly events. So in that, you know, it, there's been a little bit of an impact there. But, you know, trying to stand up, I guess, a small business, it's still a little bit of a passion side hustle for me. But I think there's a little bit of something there. And I definitely intend on carrying this, uh, you know, forward. But uh, I had to kind of go back to the drawing board uh, because my overhead uh, really has become too much in for Little City in the way of the studio uh, with the impacts of COVID. So uh, over the next couple months, I'll be shifting a lot of that merchandise, expanding my space at the antique mall and um, really just shifting my financial structure. So I am able to support Pearl's Pantry um, in a collaborative way and um, shuffle. You know, my intent is at least 20% of Little City profits uh, to support Pearl's Pantry. So a lot of strategy to still figure out, but I want to merge those things because um, Little City as a hobby um, is great, but I think the support of Pearl's Pantry <laughs> is even greater. So yeah, just trying to, to figure that stuff out. But I'm sure as you guys know, trying to stand up this podcast and it, it's work. Passion work is hard. So um, it's cool to see you guys, um, to see where it is today and how much you've driven that forward, because I definitely share share in that drive. Yeah, and, and it's definitely a grind from like the beginning to where you get today um, and just so forth in the future. Uh, but that is uh, going to be Little City Company. You can follow on Instagram at Little City Company and have littlecitycompany.com. You can check that out. Um, now, as far as food goes we love to talk about food with our guest here on talking shop and tsp3 it doesn't change so chelsea from a personal aspect where are some like hole-in-the-wall places in columbus that you might uh uh my other people might not know about that you love and enjoy uh, what's your favorite foods and we also like to talk about like some uh alcoholic beverages so uh, wines that you may like um beers craft beers ipas any kind of liquor um the floor is yours yeah, perfect. I wish you guys could see me right now because uh, my, my hands are like pumping in the air. Uh, so yeah, definitely I share in this passion. Food. <clears throat> okay. Uh, so hole in the wall places, uh, number one spot. And it, Ian and I uh, share the love for Dirty Frank's Hot Dog Palace. Perfect for a date night. Tiny little place. I'm really hoping that they can pull through from COVID because there's really no option to dine in, but um, their carryout game has been strong. But under normal circumstances, best place for a date night. You can be in and out of there for like 22 bucks after a couple dogs. My favorite 
My favorite go-to uh, are the tachos. So big basket of tater tots, nacho cheese, onions, tomatoes, jalapenos. You can get chili or um, vegan chili, which I usually do because it's really good. But that's my number one. I'll pause there if you have any feedback on the the hot dog palace or questions about dirty. No, food. it sounds great. Really <laughs> you gotta go. You gotta go. Have you ever had Tony Pacos? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Where, where yeah. does it compare uh, to that? Where does it compare? So it's more Dirty Frank's is uh, more along the lines of Happy Dog in Cleveland. So more of like I want potato chips on my dog and um, I don't know what else mozzarella sticks. So they have these like fancy dogs, but they're like very low key about it so that's yeah and the art in there it's it, it's definitely an experience being in there as well okay um yeah but before you list off your other ones sorry to interrupt because i'll be remiss if i didn't bring this up and i don't want to forget but kotobuki how long has it been since you've been in there <laughs> too long too, too long. long oh man too long. well yeah because yeah kango I don't know what else to say. Kango. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. You did not. You're not just telling me that you just you're throwing the spot, the OG spot. We've been talking about this place since we were like sixth grade. You're throwing that to the wayside now. I'm sorry. Oh uh, cold hearted. Earth shattering, actually. To be quite honest. I'm sorry. I, I moved oh on. No. that place is <laughs> good. Are you talking about it- uh, Kango downtown? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It, yes. That is, uh, if you, uh, get some time and you can treat yourself, I will recommend Omakase. Uh, it's the, um, multi-course chef's dinner that you can do there. And, uh, yeah, fully recommend that for a very okay. nice night. Um, well, wow. All can right. I I'm gonna, it's going to take me a minute to recoup from that, but are there any good, um, <laughs> Uh, Japanese spots down in Columbus because that's one place I've been down to Columbus many times and it's um, always been um, kind of in and out restaurants I've never really sat down anywhere but uh, I know if there are any on there you'd be the one to ask yeah I would say um, you know I'm gonna make the statement so I hope it redeems me from this Kotobuki disaster I think Toledo has a stronger Asian cuisine game than Okay. Columbus. I think Columbus has the quantity. Toledo has the quality. Uh, But there is some quality in Columbus before everybody gets up in arms. Akihana. Akihana is very good. Uh, They they offer a very large menu, and I do recommend them. Now, before we move off of Kango, there's a place called Kahachi that Kengo actually trained under this gentleman. I haven't been there in years, but if you, for those out there that are diehard Kengo fans, uh, Kahachi in Columbus would uh, be an interesting stop for you. But yeah, so I would say uh, Akihana for sushi. And then I would be remiss if I did not bring up Coco's Grill in Grandview on 5th. Coco's Grill. Uh, I got hip to Mapo Tofu, I would say, I don't know, gosh, maybe eight years ago. And I've never gotten off of it. 
So yeah, there's a place uh, in Grandview called Coco's Grill, which I was really skeptical of the name at the beginning, to be honest with you. But that's at least a once or twice a week thing for me. Wow. Okay. This is I all great to, news. Um, this is all great yeah. since I'll be like living like an hour away here coming the end of the year. Ooh, we'll have to talk more about that offline, Dylan, because, yeah, I got I got the info for you. But we could we could just do an episode about Columbus food because now my mind's really going. I was preparing <laughs> myself because Bobby told me this was coming, but I, I prepared myself with uh, Dirty Franks and Cocos so I didn't completely spin out of control. <laughs> yeah, Columbus has got the spots for sure. I knew that. Um, I mean, yeah, we'll definitely have to bring you back in the future, and we'll have to just go off for forty minutes on on all the different spots down there because um, I'm, I'm interested in knowing. I uh, is there anything else? Because I mean, I kind of uh, put us down a different route here when I brought up the Japanese spots. That's okay. I do. Before we, I I need to make a statement about food and then I'll move to beer, but just my closing statement about food. Uh, Rudy's hot dog is my favorite hot dog. Uh, so Dylan, you asked about Tony Paco's different category for me, mad respect, but Rudy's hot dog is, is my go-to. I have to be honest. I've never tried, but I am fully convinced to try now. Well, don't get your hopes up. I like really garbage hot dogs in the (laughs) best way. So they're like Vin. I don't even get the Rudy sauce on it. I just it's it's a it's a hangover food. So uh, with that being said, I'll go to beer. Uh, I would say my favorite brewery because I'm a big IPA drinker. I'm glad that you said that, Dylan. Uh, I've I've been drinking them while we've been uh, talking. Uh, so in my hand, though, is Truth. It's a Truth IPA by Rheingeist. Uh, always a good you know, consistent, solid go-to. But I would say our favorite brewery in Columbus uh, is Land Grant. Are you guys familiar? I'm not. Uh Uh-uh, no. Talk to us. Yeah, very good. Um, They're in Franklinton. They've got a really nice setup uh, inside and outside. They do a lot of events. Their graphics game, so apart from their beer, their graphics and marketing and apparel game is very strong, and I applaud them for that. They do a very nice job with that. Uh, but their beers are wonderful. And I would say out of all the breweries, they, when um, COVID hit and businesses obviously started being impacted, they turned around with plans you know, drive through. And I mean, they were one of the first ones that I saw with, you know, plans to, to continue to get people beer and it was pretty impressive. So I definitely recommend land grant as a stop, uh, when you're in town. All right. See, I knew you'd come with the heat. Uh, that's why I'm glad, uh, we always ask all our guests, see what they can uh, bring to the table. And, um, you're a second guest from actually third guest from the Columbus area. And, um, it kind of goes with what you're saying. There's just so much stuff down there. I, I think all three guests from that area have, have shared um, all kinds of different um, spots, dishes, and it just kind of goes to show you if you go down there, you can pretty much find anything uh, that you'd be looking for. So shout out to Columbus. I need to get back down there. It's been quite a long time for me. I need to start checking out some of these spots. Yeah, and uh, 
to kind of like end the food discussion real quick, I want to go back to the hot dogs. Um, and just out of curiosity, and Bob, you can chime in as well. What are your top three condiments to put on a hot dog? Any hot dog. Okay. Do they have to be like condiments or can they be toppings? I will, we'll just go with toppings. Right. How about toppings? Okay. Your. Okay. Yeah. They're kind of one in the same, aren't they? I'm thinking. Yeah. So when I would, okay. Well, uh, so here's, cause like, I'm like ketchup, ketchup, mustard, and onion. It's always the onion. Okay. Yeah. I get pretty disgusting with the amount of onions on my dog. <laughs> so, it's, so ketchup and mustard, so I would say. So don't you after you've had your hot dogs for like at least two hours <laughs> is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, ketchup and mustard is probably a universal acceptance on a hot dog. So how about minus those, anything else? So you have, you have your onions, number one. You can't go without your onion. You putting anything else on there? <sighs> I can say what it's not. It's not going to be cheese. I do like cheese, but I don't want it on my dog. Um, I would say I would probably go for potato chips. And mm, I would say like a little bit of vegan chili. I would say, yeah. Yep. If you took mustard and ketchup off the table, which really hurts my feelings, (laughs) um, it would be (laughs) the onion, the chips. And and some good like chili. See, chips is like a nice out of left field kind of answer. I like that answer. I've had chips on my maybe on the side, but never on the hot dog itself. Um, so I'll have to try that. Uh, but yeah, mine would definitely be probably if I'm taking off basic original mustard and ketchup, I'm going with the brown stadium mustard that has to be on there. Um, that's like a subcategory of guess mustard. I don't know if that's a cheat answer, but we're going with it. Uh, Chili has to be on there as well. Cheese, I like kind of one and the same because you put them together. And then I don't really, I mean, I don't really put anything else on my on my hot dogs outside of the ketchup and mustard if we're taking it off. But I'll tell you one thing, it never, ever will be on my goddamn hot dogs. And that's going to be relish. I'm with you on that. I ain't a relish guy. I'm real simple, man. I used to be ketchup and mustard. These days, I'm just straight mustard. And obviously, um, I'm, I'm good with cheese. Chili, depending on where. You know, I can't just put on some store-bought canned chili on my on my shit. Um, but, uh, you know, if you're talking Tony Paco's or Rudy's or something, um, then, yeah, let's do it. But um, got a couple more things for you before you get out of here, Chelsea. Um, we'll get the question in first before we get into this or that, which uh, we got some new ones. So it's going to be pretty fun and interesting to see uh, how that works out. But knowing what you know today, what is one thing you would tell your 18-year-old self? Okay. I want to keep it simple and say, it's like, girl, it'll be okay. Like it'll be all right. Um, I, I can tend to be pretty anxious and, uh, think about a lot and think about it too much. And I just say, relax. It's going to be okay. That's it. Hey, That's good. That's great. Actually, that's a great answer because, um, yeah, I think, I think a lot of us should probably go back in time at this point and, and say that kind of shit. Like, you're about to go through some shit, dog, but you'd be all right on the other side of things. Yeah. I like that answer. Yeah. No, knowing who, who I am, um, and, and how I thought then, um, yeah, I would just say it, it's going to be okay. I say that to myself. I mean, even now, 
Um, I think that that's important uh, in times of uncertainty. Uh, still got to be focused. Can't can't just think that it's going to be okay if you put it in autopilot. You gotta you gotta make sure it's going to be okay. But then just just let, let it roll. There it is. Okay, I like it. I like that answer. Um, simple but very effective. But Chelsea, now you're about to enter the TSP arena for what we like to call this or that. Dylan's going to put 90 seconds on the clock here, and we're just going to run through a bunch of this or that, see how far you get. There's quite a few, but uh, I'm interested to see what some of your choices are. Yeah, I'm excited to see how indecisive I am in this moment because it can be pretty pretty great at times. So let's do it. All right, ladies and gentlemen and listeners of TSP around the world, this is This or That. Uh, Chelsea, Simpsons or Family Guy? Simpsons. Gatorade or Powerade? Gatorade. Sweet or sour? Grill or oven? Grill. White or wheat bread? White. Christmas or Halloween? Christmas. eBay or Amazon? Amazon. Melt warmers or candles? Candles. Carnival or circus? Carnival. Art festival or music festival? Shoot. Uh, music festival. Sunshine or storms? Storms. Spring or fall? Fall. Roses or sunflowers? Sunflowers. Cruise or travel by plane? Oh, travel by plane. Bowling or putt-putt? Bowling. Drawing or painting? Shoot, drawing. Nintendo or Sega? Ooh, the toughest one. Uh, Okay, Uh, I gotta go with Sega. (laughs) Flip flops or sneakers? Minus twenty seconds. Taco Bell or Wendy's? Oh, Wendy's. Hot dog or hamburger? Hot dog. Pumpkin or apple pie? Eight. Apple. Six. Macaroni salad or potato salad? Four. Potato. Three. Two. Coffee or tea? One. Coffee. Zero. And then we'll get you with this last one here. When it comes to sleeping, are you a fan or no fan person? I'm half and half, so I will go with fan. There it is. See, not too bad, right? No, that There's was... some tough ones, though. You actually, up until the uh, Nintendo and Sega, you were flying through those, actually. Probably faster than anybody else so far. But, yeah, they, yeah, get, then, uh, they get tough. I went with my, my immediate gut response. The I felt good until the Halloween and Christmas. That one's yeah. That one's really hard too. Hell yeah! Because I, but I redeemed myself with the fall. That's good. See, and then another thing is we gotta bring you back because there's quite a few more of these that I got. But yeah, uh, this has been uh, really awesome to be able to catch up with you, Chelsea. Um, hopefully, sometime in the future, when shit gets a little more "quote unquote" normal, we can actually get in uh, touch in person and um, you know get some of the gang with us. Shout out to some of the guys out there, and uh, also. You know, when Dylan's back in Ohio, we might have to, to uh, have you take us on a little trip through Columbus on a little tour. Oh, I, I already know like 12 spots we got to hit up. So, yeah, let's make that happen. Um, and thanks for having me, guys. It's been it's absolutely. Been yeah. Dylan, you know what to do. Absolutely. It's another beautiful episode on a beautiful Wednesday. I hope you all tuned in. Enjoyed. Thank you again, Chelsea for just lending us your time and you sound very busy. It was a pleasure to talk to you. I hope to get to meet you sometime. I'll be almost an hour west of you from Columbus, hopefully in the end of the year. Um, hopefully that 
goes smooth. So with that being said, make sure you look at the episode details for all the links of all the uh, Instagram sites that we were just discussing. If you have any interest, be sure to show some love and go follow those pages. You can go follow us at TSP. Just kidding. It's at Talking Shop Pod for Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Give us a follow, subscribe, download, enjoy. From myself, Chelsea and Bobby, have a wonderful week, friends.